You're listening to Campus Review Radio. At last, estimates for collective costs of help debt to the Australian government is $42 billion. Annual help lending is roughly $7.8 billion. However, the Federal Education Department estimates one-fifth of these loans are never repaid. I'm Education Editor James Wells, and the Grand Institute has released a new report arguing the repayment threshold to be lowered to $42,000. Grattan Institute Higher Education Program Director Andrew Norton joins me to discuss the report. Can you begin by explaining the key points of this report? So the key points of the report are that the current HELP student loan scheme is very successful in expanding access to tertiary education, but not so successful in recovering uh, debts from students. And that's leading to high costs to taxpayers in interest subsidies on the outstanding debt and the large share of new lending, probably about 20% of new lending, uh, that won't be repaid. Now, one of the causes of this is that the threshold at which people have to start repaying, which is just over $54,000 at the moment, is quite high. And it's too high for most part-time workers, and it's too high for all the diploma students we're now getting via the Vet Fee Help Scheme. And so the key argument of the report is that if we lowered the the threshold, and we suggest $42,000 as a possibility, uh, a lot more money would be repaid and the system would become much more sustainable. You mentioned the threshold is just one of the causes. What are the other ones? Well, there are other loopholes in the system, such as the deceased estate write-off, which means that people can uh, often still work part-time throughout their careers because their partner is working full-time. Even with 42,000, never repay uh, entirely and leave leave the taxpayer significant doubtful debt. Interest costs are other things like interest rates on the debt or loan fees that have been considered. And also there's sort of a big sleepy issue with whether, particularly in the vet fee help space, uh, whether some of this lending should occur at all. But this paper is really just focused on the repayments. Let's go back to the threshold. Lowering the help threshold, as this report advocates, is generally a politically unpopular idea as it can be seen to unfairly target um, low-income earners. Does the report address these concerns and are you confident that lowering the threshold is politically feasible? Well, taking things away from people is always difficult. But I can make several observations about this. For most people, most people repay in full anyway. And so all this will do will be to make that a little quicker than it would otherwise have been. For others, uh, it does mean some new repayments. But we've looked at this from two directions. One is that a significant number of the people who are not currently repaying are about half those sort of in between the threshold we're suggesting and the old one, the current one, are partnered people. The reason that working part-time is their partner works full-time, and most of these households are reasonably affluent. Of the remainder, about a third are living with their parents, probably in some kind of transitional arrangement for full-time work. So it's a relatively small share that we think are going to be directly affected. That is people who are principally reliant on their own own incomes, probably somewhere forty-two dollars to $52,000. Even though that is certainly not a high income, Uh, What we've done in the report is compare the kind of income protection that HELP gives uh, with other forms of government income protection, such as the minimum wage and social security benefits. 
So the threshold is typically around $20,000 higher than any of those other forms of income protection. So we think, you know, fairness suggests that it should be more aligned with other government protections than it is now. And 42 is still comfortably above uh, any of those other government income protection schemes. So really, yep, the graduates will still be much better off than many, many Australians. You aren't concerned that lowering the threshold combined with also tax bracket creep could result in disproportionate amounts of their income being cut away to the government? Uh, well, the maximum they can lose is 3% under this. Look, at one of the problems with the way we repay health, and this is true wherever the thresholds are, is that there is uh, what we call a repayment cliff. Yeah, because it's 3% or 4% of all your income, uh, once you go to the threshold, uh, you pay all that extra money. So particularly at 42000 you'll pay about $1,200, whereas if you had $41,999, you'd pay nothing. And so that is sort of an odd feature of our system, uh, but in our view, the alternatives are probably worse. So New Zealand gets around this issue by having a very low threshold of about $18,000 Australian. Uh, the UK has, a, by coincidence, about a $42,000 equivalent threshold, and they pay 9% above that. But unfortunately, it means under their scheme, lots of part-time workers will never repay. And so that doesn't really achieve the policy goals. This report also argues that lowering the threshold would affect more men than would affect more women than men. And why is this the case? Uh, well, there's two reasons. One, one is very simple, that women have been the majority of higher education students for nearly 30 years, and therefore, by the nature of the enrolment population, they are the bigger group. The other is that uh, women are much more likely than men to work part-time. Uh, for women, part so full-time work uh, reaches its peak at age 28, uh, declines in the 30s and picks up again in the 40s. But because lots of women are working part-time, uh, only about 30% of bachelor degree jobs uh, earn more than the part-time. So part-time jobs earn more than the threshold, and that's why we're seeing uh, significantly more women than men whose debt is likely to be doubtful. You touched on it earlier. There's an ongoing debate about collecting hex and help debt from deceased estates. Did the report say anything about this? It doesn't go into it in any detail. Because Gretton had a report two years ago which did. Uh, look, one general observation about the combination of these two things was is that even though in 2014 we said there'd be large savings from deceased estates, and I still think that'll be true, they would be much lower if we did the threshold reform. For the simple reason, a lot of the people that the deceased estate uh, issue was targeting would actually repay while they were alive if the threshold was lower. And so the two things go together, but if you do them both, uh, the deceased estate uh, value is much lower.